Hi there, welcome to the Way Beyond Words podcast, hosted by me, Peter J. Ryan, and Abel Z. Each week you will be dropping in a conversation of ours about the techniques, psychology, and philosophy of experiential focusing, and our favorite philosopher, Eugene Genlin. Thanks for joining us. So, you're an autistic person in a relationship, and something is something goes out of sequence. Well, everyone's in relationship all the time. Well, sure. Something goes out of sequence for an autistic person. What do you mean by out of sequence? Let's say every single morning, your partner gives you a kiss on the head before they go to work. This is a basic example. This is something that everybody would kind of want, maybe. Your partner, they are in a rush. They're stressed out. They need to leave immediately. They have no time for a forehead kiss. They slept late. They have to leave. The rest of the day, you are thinking about if they're mad at you, why they wouldn't give you a kiss, if they forgot about you, if they don't love you anymore, if they, all of these things. And I think that this happens for any kind of autistic person in with their relationships, any kind of relationship, even if they're nonverbal. If someone's not, even more so because the sequencing of action is what they are communicating and sharing with other people. So they have to act it out. They have to act it out. Absolutely. They have to act out the worry, not insecurity, but the worry and the fearfulness and seeking reassurance mm-hmm. with their actions. Mm-hmm. And um, a more typically autistic person who is verbal. And by verbal, meaning also they think verbally. Right. Rather than schematically. They right. think verbally. Right. And um, they're going around in like verbal circles about not being kissed on the forehead and what that means. But they're not seeking reassurance because they're so afraid of not getting the reassurance, not getting the text back right away. Or, or they are. And they aren't getting it right away immediately. Yeah, yeah, possibly because they're in a relationship with another autistic person. (laughs) Or not. Or just are they cannot hold those boundaries or that understanding in the relationship of it's not about, you know, it can be something so small that pushes someone over the edge like that. Small things push us over the edge because we're so at the edge. If you were three miles inland from the edge, it would take a earthquake to push you over the edge. But when you're at the edge, it's it's a hiccup mm. that pushes you over the edge. So it's something about being autistic in relationship, and everyone's in relationship, but it's something about being, the experience of autism is always being on this edge of rejection and dismissal. And already feeling like you can't, you're not on the same understanding of other people. You already feel that you're not working from the same set of information or experiences. Yeah. So that remoteness feels like a chasm or something and you can't reach across it. Right. It's so, yeah, so painful. There's something about uh, the delay of processing here also and how the sequencing if something changes why it takes so long to adjust again to something new this could be something small 
if someone's used to brushing their teeth the same way, even if it's typically incorrect, they are, it's going to take them a really long time to push through that, to to rebuild that that sequence. Do you know what I mean? Oh, let's go back to the kiss on the forehead. Okay. Really concrete. Okay. So couples in bed, one person has to get up earlier than the other, gives a little kiss on the forehead, leaves. All is fine or so. But one morning, no, no kiss on the forehead. And now the person who's left in bed feels left in bed, unkissed on the forehead, and is now wondering why, and is really trying to figure out why over and over again. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing new in the relationship. There's no new information coming in. Right. There's no note on the nightstand. There's no text. Hey, sorry for not kissing you on the forehead. There's nothing new. It's just boom. Now all day long, worrying about what changed and what that means, what's going to happen to me. And this is like everything else, right? Mm, Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, there's something else. I think it's kind of like a ping pong situation also, which is also what makes it more fixating. Maybe they could be empathetic and say, oh, I know my partner was maybe a little late or this or that, but it still goes back to that holding on to, oh my God, but I didn't get a kiss. Is that the attempt to ground it like in the physical? Like, oh my God, I didn't get a kiss. Trying to just like ground it again. I have this body feeling of not getting a kiss and and like keep going back to it like what does that mean it's staying in the back of your head i feel like it's a staying in the back of your head feeling but isn't it more present than that no oh but even if you work through it even if you can work through the answers and say oh it's probably because they were late oh maybe it was because of this oh maybe it's because of this it's still like i don't really know so it's still there it's not going to go away until So the incompleteness. Again, yeah. There's something about the incompleteness that's so bedeviling. And there's something about the incompleteness that is only solved when shared with someone else. But then why don't they share it with someone else? Well, I mean, what I mean by that is that the sequence needs to be completed with the partner. The answer needs to be given and shared. And until then... And bending, knocking, tapping, tapping, tapping. Yes. I keep seeing this person in the bed, just um, sensing that their life is in ruins now. Even trying to move on at the same time. And trying to move on at the same time. Like being very determined and courageous and trying to convince themselves that it's that it's actually all. Yeah. Trying to coach themselves. <laughs> yeah. Into like... And it kind of turns into, you know, maybe you need to stim. Maybe you need like a, maybe you're making a list. Maybe you're like, there's a lot of things. You're talking to yourself. Maybe you're just pacing back and forth. Then you're going to your work day, still holding on, still whatever, doing whatever you do in the day, still holding on, but trying to get through the day, but it feeling oddly difficult just because of one little push. Like a splinter. Yeah. Like a little splinter. Worry. You worry a splinter until it comes out, right? Yeah. That's the word, worry. Yeah, like, <sighs> but there's no, ah. Uh, Unless it comes out. For an autistic person? I think so, yeah. 
well, it's then maybe moving on to the next thing, whatever it may be. But I do think that there are awe moments. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that is that from the Experience Studio at Counseling Confidence in Doylestown, PA. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Abel. And thank you, Mike Whartonby, for producing this. Join us next week. And in the meantime, have fun. <laughs>